Welcome to this episode of the Happy Workaholic Podcast. I'm your host, Kellyanne Gorman. I'm a business and LinkedIn coach, as well as a luxury brand consultant, and I help business owners take their brands to the next level by implementing my personal techniques when it comes to growing their service, sales, and social media. Over the past 20 years, I've grown multiple brands in the beauty, hospitality, health, and luxury travel markets. I've exceeded all of their expectations, and I'm here to share my tips and tricks on how I did it. Inspiration, motivation, and determination are what got me to where I am today. And trust me, living with an autoimmune disease is never an easy task. So you can definitely expect some pretty crazy stories shared here as well. Don't forget, the conversations happen after each episode in the Happy Workaholic Podcast Facebook group. That's where I'll be every week to answer all of your questions. Now, if you want to hear any of my exclusive news first, just visit thehappyworkaholic.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and be sure to sign up for my weekly VIP newsletter. Now let's get started with today's show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Happy Workaholic Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you guys about something a bit personal. As it is May, we're in the month of May, and it's Mental Health Awareness Month, I wanted to share some of my story with you regarding my anxiety and depression and sometimes panic attacks. So I just want to start off by saying that this is just my personal story and this is just the journey I'm on and what I'm choosing to do to feel better and everybody's journey is different and you should definitely seek medical attention just as I have. And um, sorry, I've been outside all day and I feel like I'm getting a little groggy. I think it's allergies. But um, I just want to start sharing that I have an autoimmune disease and this show is all about my life with an autoimmune disease as well as business and my LinkedIn coaching and everything I do surrounding my personal brand. And since my brand is myself, I'm very vocal about having an autoimmune disease, and that's why I do include it and share it in my um, podcast. So when you have an autoimmune disease, it sometimes takes a couple years, if not longer, to get a diagnosis for a lot of them, especially if they're super, super rare, like myself. Um, I have neuromyelitis optica, NMO for short, and there's only about 4,000 of us in the States that have it. And usually you're misdiagnosed with having MS in the beginning unless you get the correct blood work and tests and all that fun stuff. So without going through my whole diagnosis story again, let's just say that having an autoimmune disease, one of the triggers is stress. And when you are stressed out, that is when you can have a potential relapse, when it triggers certain things to happen. And for me... I get really bad anxiety, and it's just not even from stress anymore. In the very beginning of having anxiety, this was um, when I was living in New York, and I um, I think it was 2007, 2008, I was diagnosed with my Hashimoto's disease, which is a thyroid disease. And the pills that I was on, a side effect gave me anxiety. So then I had to be put on anxiety medication. This is way before like like um, essential oils came out, CBD, like all that stuff, the holistic route. And 
I thought to myself, oh my God, I have to take a pill because I'm on a pill? Like, it's the never-ending story. Like, a pill because of a pill because of a pill. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, these pharmaceutical companies are making millions and millions of dollars. It's like they've come up with a master plan. Like, okay, well, this one does this and this one does that. So if we come all together, you'll have to be on all of them and then we'll all make money. Like, I swear to God, they're like in cahoots. But I... um got anxiety from, it was a side effect from one of my thyroid pills. And that's when I first started having anxiety. And I had Xanax and I had all these other things, but it was like a really, really low dose, like super low to the point where my friends that had full-blown anxiety attacks all the time didn't even know what medication I was on because it was like super mild. Because I specifically told them, listen, at that time I was a personal assistant and I was um, in four cities sometimes in one week. And my schedule was just like out of control. I worked um, like crazy, like 80 hours a week, if not more, running around like a lunatic. Like there's no time to be doped up on a drug. Sorry, not in my like plan. So I had something super mild. And then I kind of weaned off it for a little while because I feel like it just wasn't, I felt like I was okay. And with those types of drugs, you have to wean yourself off. Um, once they get to a heavier dose, you have to take smaller um, doses before you can actually come off the drug. And I do know that from a lot of drugs I've been on for my autoimmune disease. And that's when my anxiety kind of started, but it was super, super mild. And then when I had some surgeries a couple months ago, I had a couple months ago, a couple years ago, I had a little bit more anxiety just with the whole anesthesia and going under, but that was really it. And so it wasn't until about, um, I'd say three years ago that I really started getting bad anxiety and it was all triggered from stress, like super anxious like booking huge deals, losing huge deals, like making a ton of money, losing a ton of money. Like it was all business related. You know, running a business isn't always um, like happy times. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes without getting into it now, but it's super stressful. And it doesn't even matter what kind of business you're running. It's just that's what happens when you run your own business. Like there's happy times and there's super stressful times. And I was in a certain industry that I was just like running around like a lunatic again. I had a lot of careers like that and it just triggered so much stress and anxiety and panic attacks come with it too. And then um, when I was diagnosed with MS, which turned into having NMO, so I do not have MS, I have an autoimmune disease, NMO. That is when all the depression and the anxiety and the panic attacks were like full blown. And I've never been one to like shy away from like not sharing my story. So if you're listening to this now and you want to share your story in a comfortable place, you can join my Just For Us community on Facebook. But you can just message me personally if you don't want to do that. I just wanted to share a place where it's a positive place and people are sharing and I share a lot of more a lot more videos in there. I, I also have a lot of videos on my YouTube channel, but that's more of like my um, journey going through chemo and my diagnosis story. But I haven't really, you know, shied away from it. I'm very vocal about it. I mean, I'm human. I'm a person. I have an autoimmune disease. These are very common things. And I suffer from anxiety and depression and I have panic attacks. 
And they're not a fun time. Like you sometimes I have to like close my eyes and count backwards from 10 to like calm myself because I think I'm going to pass out or like hold on to a wall so that I know that like this is real. It's really happening. But it but it's all triggered from either my autoimmune disease because there's so many side effects from things. The chemo treatments I'm on is only to prevent a relapse. So that's hoping, you know, it's helping me, um, from becoming blind and paralyzed. That's all the chemo does. That's all the only thing that chemotherapy does. So that gives me anxiety as well because I'm putting a drug that could potentially kill me and I can stop breathing at any given moment. And I have a metal device in my body. I have a metal port that allows me to get it because my veins are invisible. Like all this stuff, like when I sit down and I start thinking about it, I lose my mind. Like I can't even believe I've come this far. Like, and I'm still here because it's just like, holy crap. I have a metal device. Every time I fly, it's like the biggest pain in the butt. I'm like, I have a port. You can clearly see it. Like I can't go through the metal detector. When I went to downtown Disney a couple months ago, I literally had to show them because I like refused to go through the metal detector and I'm at Disney and they're like, oh, well, you don't look sick. And I'm like, oh my God, if one person, one more person says, you look great, you don't look sick. They have no idea like what an autoimmune disease and like what an invisible illness and a chronic illness looks like because it's inside. My body is attacking itself and my immune system. And I can, of course, look fine and have full hair and makeup on and look great. But inside, my body is like destroyed and it's not, it doesn't feel good, especially, you know, in my mind. And that's when I have like a lot of anxiety running my business, I have a lot of anxiety, like I just want to get all these things done. And I've, you know, had to teach myself and train myself all over again, like you can only do X amount of work, or you're going to get burnt out, and you're going to end up in the hospital, or you're going to have a panic attack, or or sometimes I just wake up depressed, and I can't like snap out of it. And I'm on medication for my um, nerve damage that I have from my autoimmune disease, and that helps with depression, but it's not a big dose for depression. I don't want to be on a drug for that because I feel like I'm going to be doped up. And just last week, I was looking at a video from the year before, and I was in, it was like I was watching myself in slow-mo. I was so slow like I was talking like this and I'm like what the hell like I can't believe I was posting these live videos so doped up I had no idea I was on steroids I was on um I think eight other medications that I'm not on right now because when I finally saw my fourth neuro ophthalmologist he was like why the hell are you on all these drugs you're on chemo that crosses everything out and so I had to slowly come off every single one and I had the worst the worst withdrawals. And then I got put on some other things. So it was like, I don't know what was giving me side effects, like coming off or going on one. Like you just don't know when you have so much, so many chemicals coming in and out of your body. There's no way of knowing like what the heck is causing any problem. So that gave me like severe anxiety and depression, just coming off drugs, going on chemo, being at chemo every single week, being at chemo every month, and now I'm just twice a year, knock on wood, that stays. But it's for the rest of my life. It's not for like a six-month treatment. It's not, it's forever. And that's like a lot to take. And I forget a lot of the time, unless somebody brings it up or asks me that, 
Um, you know, every day I wake up, I'm so grateful. I have the friends in my life that I have. I'm in San Diego. I'm by the water now. It's where I need to be so that I can try to like start the healing process, like mentally. Like I came here to mentally heal myself because I have all these issues because I and also cannot be in the heat of Las Vegas because from the chemo and the prescriptions that I'm on that I have to be on, I blister just from going outside. So I'm like stuck in the house. So that makes me depressed because I can't even go outside without getting fried with like a third degree sunburn and blisters everywhere because of the chemotherapy that I have to do and all the other drugs I'm on. So then I'm depressed there. So that was really one of the main reasons why I came back to San Diego. It's, it's for my health because I can't survive living in a room like for the rest of my life. It's just I can't do it. And um, I need to be by my happy place. I grew up in Rhode Island. I've worked on boats for years. And being by the water is so calming. I try to go to the beach every single day. And if I don't, like, I kind of feel guilty because I'm like, okay, I'm here. Like, why aren't I, like, taking advantage of this? Because you never know when your time's up. And I know that's so, like, scary to say, but... Um, you just never know. And so I try to live each day to the fullest. I try to be in a positive mindset like every day. I'm, you know, I've said this like I'm so vocal about having anxiety and depression and having my NMO and bringing it into my business. And I've lost clients because I'm vocal about it. But I only want to attract people that get like who Kelly is and how I work and like what I can actually do. I mean, I am a happy workaholic. That's always been me. Like, so this is why this is my brand. This is who I am. I'm not going to hide from like what it is that I go through on a daily basis. I'm not going to hide, you know, all the steps I've gone through to get me to where I am today because that wouldn't make me like the person who I am. And that's why I'm sharing so much more on my podcast because I feel like if I don't, I'm just like, you know, not sharing all of me. And I just feel like that's not like... It's just not right, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I just wanted to share a part of my life and my story, seeing as though it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And if you know anybody that's going through anxiety and depression, for years I was told, you're fine, you're fine. You, you can't be depressed. Like, look at everything that you have. There's no way that you can be depressed. Like, stop eating. Maybe you won't be depressed. Or maybe you should work out. Maybe you won't be depressed. Like, constant feedback that was like not okay and I don't have that in my life anymore thank god but um you can't help having anxiety and depression you can't help having panic attacks there's a lot of things that you can do to make yourself feel better like I said with the doTERRA essential oils I use all the time or the CBD oil that's great but I also have to do prescriptions that's just my personal way there's a lot of people that say you can, you can move forward with your life and not be on prescriptions. But for me personally, I have to be on some of them. Like there's no way I cannot because I will not be, you know, the happy workaholic. I won't be able to have my work day that I really want to get through every day. And trust me, some days I have to be in bed I'll go through phases. Sometimes I have to take three or four hour naps every single day for like a week or two at a time. It's just what NML brings to the table. 
and I'll go a couple months, couple couple weeks, couple months, and I'm totally fine. And then I'll start feeling some stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, I hope I'm not having a relapse. I hope nothing's happening. Like just recently, I've been having like these weird like electric feelings and nerve issues. And I'm like, Oh my God, like my chemo's coming up. That's probably why I'm feeling that. But I'm also really thinking about pushing that because I'm just so I have anxiety about my next chemo treatment. I keep having all these dreams. Like I'm not going to be here anymore if I do another one. And that gives me severe anxiety and depression. And I'm not going to lie, like chemo is not fun. Just going there like, Oh my God, it's just, it's not a fun place to be. And I try to be as positive as possible. I meditate every single day, morning and night. I try to do as much much research. I try to I try to do everything possible. And going through chemo, like one of my jobs once was to help somebody go through chemo. I was like her a nurse, but without, you know, the medical degree. And like her caretaker, let's say. And I think by doing that job, it made me strong, stronger than what I would have been because I kind of knew like the drill, but now when it happens to me and I can't move in a bed for like seven days after a treatment and you think you're going to die because you can't even lift your finger, like that's depressing. And it's not something that you can change because unfortunately, (coughs) excuse me, in my life, that's just how my life is going to be. So I've come to terms with it. I know that they're going to find a cure for this um, NMO that I have one day, hopefully very, very soon. And I've just had to make a lot of changes in my life over the last two years. One year especially, just trying to live each day as much as I possibly can. Like keep my circle tight, live each day to the fullest, be as positive as possible possible, you know, do my meal preps, smile, laugh, meet people online, connect and engage with them and just be happy because life is way too short. It's just too short. And when you've seen it flash before your very own eyes multiple times, it's just, you know, a wake up call. Like you have to fight harder. You have to be stronger. You have to stay more positive. You have to smile more. You have to laugh more. You have to do this. Like these are things I have to consistently and constantly tell myself like every single day so that I can continue to fight so that I am not weak when it comes to my next chemo. And then I'm not here the next day because I feel like it's like a mental game and that you have control over how you feel, not what's happening to you. And if you can stay as positive as possible, and that's why I'm by the ocean again, because if I have to fight this stuff for the rest of my life, I need to be in a place where I can at least stay stay sane. And that is by the water. It's healing. I feel a lot more calm, a lot more peaceful. And I also feel that I might have um, new specialists in my um, community here. Well, they are here, so I'm hoping I can get to see them soon, but maybe I can do another treatment rather than the chemo. I've already lost half my hair. It finally stopped falling out a little bit. Um, I'd say like a month or so, maybe like a month and a half ago, but, um, I just kept cutting my own hair because it was so depressing. And these aren't things that I can help being depressed. Depression just happens. It's, it's, um, not in your genes, but I mean, I don't even know how to say this medically, but 
you know, again, I'm just sharing my story. I'm not a medical professional, but it's something that I have to deal with. And it's something that I'm really honest about. And I've also gone through a lot of like friends and family issues just from being sick. And that's depressing and gives me anxiety too. So you just have to move forward with decisions that you know that's best for you to live your life the best and the healthiest and the less um, stressed so that you can get better and feel better. Because at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. And for me, that is just being as positive as I possibly can and happy and being able to smile and laugh because when you think that your time's up and you can't move out of your bed for like seven days, barely lift your finger, literally lift your finger. You cannot lift your finger. The simplest things is like too much. Like all I want to do is smile and you can't even like get the strength, like, like, grab it from your toes all the way through your body just to smile or speak, then you really realize like nothing else in this world matters. All you want to do is just smile and laugh at your friend because they're trying to make you feel better and you can't even do it back. That's just like the smallest thing ever. You need to take every little thing that you have in your life. Don't take it for granted because there are so many people out there that aren't able to do like just the tiniest of things. And I bounced back after a week after my last chemo, but it's not always like that. And I was really, really lucky in the beginning where I didn't have those side effects, but the last three I did. So that's why I'm kind of dreading and have major anxiety about this next one because I'm honestly really afraid to do it. And, um, I think that's the first time I've like actually said that, but I'm afraid, and I know that I'm in a better place now, um, mentally and physically. Like, I know I'm strong, but I think that because there's a big gap from the last one that I did, six months, that I have to start getting myself mentally prepared again so that I don't have the anxiety and depression and a panic attack like I had the first time, and they had to hook me up to an oxygen tank. It was, like, mortifying, but... um, I just, it's a lot to take. (laughs) It's a lot. And so I just wanted to share my story and um, the struggles and just let you know that I'm a real person. I want this show to be all about sharing, you know, all of my business tips, all of my LinkedIn tips, and then my life with an autoimmune disease because you are a normal real person and you happen to have an autoimmune disease, that's okay. You can still do your job. You can still do your work, but it's just going to be a different version. And that's why I have the business that I have now because I can't do a lot of other stuff that I used to be able to do. There's no way. I forget a lot (laughs) from the chemo. So thank God, um, one, I can joke about it, but two, I write everything down. I have post-its, I have a highlighting system, I have a planner, I have like three notebooks, like everything has to be written down. Otherwise, I'm just screwed because you have chemo brain. That's like a real thing. And I always thought it was a joke, but you really do. Like, I can't even remember where I went. I like just ate lunch. Like, I don't even, I just don't remember. And then I laugh about it after, like, oh, my God, this is, like, really bad. But, I mean, you just have to keep your spirits up when you're going through something like that. And if you are suffering from any other mental illness or anxiety and depression, know that you're not alone. And I say this all the time. 
you have me, and I'm sure there's other people out there that are willing to talk to you, but I for sure 100% will because I'm, I'm not hiding that I suffer from this. It's, it's so common. I'm not hiding that I choose to do prescriptions as well as essential oils and more holistic stuff because I, I don't have an option. I have to do specific prescriptions for other things that do help with my anxiety and depression. I take another pill on top that helps with my anxiety, and then I take something else if I am having a panic attack because the feeling of a knife through your chest repeatedly and you can't breathe and you literally think you're going to die, it's not a good feeling. And sometimes we just have to you know, do what's best for us. And for me, as of right now, I can say that I'm off eight prescriptions that are were not vitamins. They were full-blown, heavy-duty, doped-me-up prescriptions. And now that I'm not on those, you can probably hear it in my voice. And especially when I'm on lives, I'm like a different person. I'm not doped up anymore. I am laughing more. I'm not crying as much. <laughs> like, I'm starting to look a little bit better. And... um I'm glad that I'm not on those, but there are still some that I need to be on. And that's just me personally. Everybody's story and what in their journey is completely different. So there's no way I would ever say like, you just should do oils and go the holistic route because I'm not doing that. So you just need to do what's best for you. Definitely go see a doctor, either a holistic doctor or somebody in the medical profession and get help wherever you see that you need it because it's definitely helped me. Um, having a tight group of friends around has like 2000% helped me. If it wasn't for them, I definitely wouldn't even be here today. So, um, that's just really what you need to focus on. And meditation and journaling are huge. They've definitely helped with my anxiety and depression. Sometimes you just got to get stuff down on paper, just do it, write your thoughts down and you know, reread it so that you know that you're stronger now another day and meditate. There's so many meditations. Like I said, um, insight timer is what I use and I've been using that for a really long time and it really helps me. So I hope that this story was, um, it's a bit long. (laughs) I wanted to make it a little shorter, But I'm just being real and raw and honest with you guys. And if there's anything else that you ever want to know about anxiety and depression and just my personal story, feel free to reach out anywhere on social media. Or you can always send me an email at hello at kellyannegorman.com. But that's really what I just wanted to bring awareness to today was just my struggle with anxiety and depression and having panic attacks. And that it's it's not... It's not bad that you're suffering from that. It's just part of your life. And so there's no reason why anybody should ever put you in a box that you're different and that you shouldn't be struggling with that. And that there is a reason why it's happening because they're wrong. So take it from me. (laughs) That's my story. Just wanted to share it since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I hope that if you know anybody that's suffering from any other mental illness, that you are there for them just as they would be there for you. So that's all I have to share with you guys. I will talk to you again soon.
Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you like this episode, please let me know by writing me a review on iTunes for the Happy Workaholic podcast. I would truly appreciate it. As I always say, sharing is caring. Don't forget, the after show happens after each episode in the Happy Workaholic podcast Facebook group. That's where I'll be to answer all of your questions. Now, just so you know, I have been spending so much more time on my Instagram, and I would love to connect with you over there. You can find me at the Happy Workaholic, and don't forget to tag me when listening to an episode so that I can feature you on my Instagram stories. For any other information regarding the Happy Workaholic, just visit thehappyworkaholic.com. I hope that you are having a wonderful week, and I will talk to you again soon.